0: Hello world, huh? The green jacket is going north of the border. Mike Greer has won the Masters. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? The wait is over for Canadian fans, and the dream is now a reality for Brooke Henderson. And Corey Connors' day indeed
1: has arrived. He's a winner on the PGA Tour. A clutch up and down for Mackenzie Hughes. Oh, my goodness.
0: Time for
1: The Golf Show with Brent
0: Gunning and Sam McKee. Many doubted we'd ever see it, but here it is.
2: The return to glory. On the Sportsnet Radio Network.
0: Oh, baby. Golf show last major of the year. Hardly the last major tournament we'll be talking about. It's a Ryder Cup year. We still have the lovely FedEx Cup playoffs. We're going to dive deep into the Open Championship here with you for the next hour on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Of course, we're live from the mothership. Well, actually, I'm live from not my mother's but my very own basement, Sam McKee, <laughs> in a lovely room somewhere in his home as well. Yes. Uh, Brent Gunning, Sam McKee with the Golf Show here. McKee, you looked a little worried. That's your first time hearing the new intro. You for yeah. sure thought the the name of the lovely Hugh Burrow was going to yeah be on there but there you are your first time here in the new intro with your name in there as host how does it feel and how are you doing this morning bud
2: uh I gotta ask so they they played that for the first time last week and I wasn't there is that yeah made a,
0: made a great <laughs> joke about it off the top yeah that's exactly what happened that is exactly okay what great
2: happened. so uh I'm doing very well um not a great morning for golf here in the city of Toronto uh I don't know what it is in surrounding areas I'm not sure what it's like out west and where we're on but a little rainy. A lot of rain in Ontario. Just, you know, the, the places, the courses are looking plush. I played a lovely, um, uh, a, uh, twilight round earlier this week at Lakeview. I had been away for a little while and boy, oh boy, it was looking like Augusta out there. Just so green everywhere. So plush. So, Uh, The rain is good when it is sunny and the the courses are open, but right now it would not be a great morning for golf unless you put on the old uh, rain gloves looking like Phil Mickelson out there wearing the the black raincoat shooting an 80, which I would have been thrilled with. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing well, Gunner. I'm really happy to be back. Love doing the show with you, so uh, I'm ready to rock.
0: La- last little weather note, uh, as you just mm. mentioned, and we'll dive into this a little later on in the show. Uh, you-, you played some lovely uh, golf out west. Uh, oh, so did so, did so did Adam Stanley. He's going to join us. We're going to kick all that around. But I would say the one part of the country not upset to get some rain would be BC because it's uh, Ooh, pretty much on it. fire out there. They so, yeah, it. They-, they could definitely A little warm it. out there. A little warm. Uh, so, obviously, uh, you know, we're thinking of our-, our friends out in BC there. Hope you're taking care of yourselves. All right, diving into the Open Championship. Obviously, uh, Louis in man, you know, he's long been a kind of fixture in majors but he's really kind of like is he all of a sudden new Brooks Koepka that it's like yeah any given week on the PGA Tour who knows but when it's a major and when it really matters Louis is going to be there because it just feels like for the last three four of them every single time he's been in the mix
2: yeah and Gunner, I don't know like if I can go through this again with Louis like, because I really <laughs> love this guy, and I, I've really come to appreciate his game. And, you know, I used to kind of think he was boring in the years past, but in the past couple of years, with his performances at majors and him floating around on top of the leaderboard and his swing and his sort of – do you see that video of him uh, doing the lip syncing to? I think it was oh, yeah. a or whatever. After like, he won
0: guy, the second place Grand Slam.
2: This guy seems like a really – like the farming, the RV. This guy seems like a true blue beauty. So uh, – I don't know if I can see him blow it again. And all signs are kind of pointing to something similar happening, what just happened at uh, Torrey Pines, where he was in the lead. And, you know, he duck hooked one into the, into the Viper pit there on, on 17 at Torrey Pines. So <laughs> I, I really am hoping that he gets over the hump here. It would be hilarious, though, if he gets his second, you know, PGA Tour win, not on North America. Like, it's another open. So he still yep. hasn't won in North America, which would be really funny for Louis. But... He's playing great golf. And, you know, it's just with him, it's so consistent. The swing is pure. The short game is great. The putting's great. He really has all the makings. You know, every part of the game is there with him. It just looks so smooth. So I'm praying. I'm really hoping. And I'm really rooting for him now. Like, I know there's other really sexy names at the top of the leaderboard here. Obviously, you got a Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa, a bunch of Canadians in the mix, DJ floating around. Rombo had a great day yesterday. So there's lots of excellent names. But I will say my number one who I'm rooting
0: with with my heart is Louis Eustacean. There's no doubt. I'm, I'm happy you brought up the Adele video thing because that's kind of it, – it's proof positive for me how quickly things can kind of change for a guy. Because when he recorded that video after he – so, so uh, yeah, he's lip syncing Adele's. I rise up. It's a, he's on the private that's jet after a- he just won. Song. It is Adele great pipes uh she she oh, can bring whew. it you want to talk about people who can bring it bring it at all yeah. times adele uh, okay wow didn't think there we get go. there, didn't today, expect but there that we are morning. uh the, so he records it he's lip syncing i rise up on the private jet after just winning the uh, second place and i forgot which major it was but it completed the grand slam of second place finishes <laughs> and at the time it's like man what a great video it's a perfect example of a guy who just recognizes kind of where he's at in the game. He's not going to beat himself up because he couldn't get it done. He's going to accept this success that that is finishing second in every single major. Mm. And now this will be again the second or third time in a row where he's had not a look, but an exceedingly good one, and if he doesn't yeah. get it done, it's just kind of funny how quickly it goes from, man, guy is always in the mix to man, guy guy can never close. And the the other thing I think that's going to be it's going to be tough for him is whatever happens this weekend be it with the weather be it with the course whatever style of play is going to be rewarded there's somebody behind him who can do that better than him he can play a lot of different styles of game very well but if it's just ball striking it's like yeah I think I like Colin Morikawa if somebody needs to get hot with the putter oh Jordan Spieth's right there if you just need maybe a guy to remember he's the best golfer in the world uh oh Dustin Johnson flirting just below like there's just so many names of guys who play kind of different ways that it's going to be tough but I'm with you I I would love to uh, I'd love to see, see who stays in I no, got it done.
2: So I I watched the highlight because I didn't wake up at five in the morning whenever um, Colin Morikawa teed off yesterday. But I watched an extended highlight pack of his play, and that iron play that he had yesterday to shoot. I forget what he, was it? A shooting sixty four that he shot. Sixty four. You know how we always joke about his putting? We're like, oh, only if you could only putt, you know. And it's such a stupid joke because he's on the PGA Tour. He can obviously putt pretty damn well. <laughs> but like, you don't need to worry about putting when you're stuffing everything to three feet. Like, that was a Tiger-esque Iron play performance by him yesterday. I really think that he is going to be in the... Con- when it's all said and done, like, at the end of his career, I think he's going to be in the conversation for the greatest Iron player in the history of the game. The guy, the way that guy swings, the way the guy just makes that contact, that sound, everything is just flush and pure. I, if I'm going to pick somebody other than Louis Eustace and who I'm hoping, if Morikawa strikes a ball like that again with the way this course is, you know, I know it's... I know it's uh, a little windier today. It looks like it looks like it's playing a little harder today. And of course, Rory McIlroy goes out in 31 on the hardest day of the tournament so far, which is just co- hilarious. <laughs> but I, I really think that uh, Colin Morikawa is the true danger man on that leaderboard. I think he could go out and shoot another 64 today. The way he was stuffing it yesterday, he's feeling great. I I, I I don't know what you could get for odds on him. I'm sure that he's probably not – doesn't have the, the longest odds at right now. He's probably maybe even the favorite. But I could really see Colin Morikawa putting on an absolute show today. I was really impressed with his round yesterday.
0: Yeah, of all those of all those kind of top guys that are still flirting with the mix, he just – he seems to be in the best form right now. And, yeah, the, the thing is is that he does have the kind of maybe largest Achilles heel of all of those guys, like yeah. in the fact that if the iron play isn't that sharp, it brings his putter into play and then mm-hmm. not say he can't make putts because the guys made big putts in playoffs to yep. like beat Justin Thomas in a playoff event yep. that Jack Nick place. Like it's not like it's not like he is incapable of doing it it's just it's clearly something that gets a little squirrely when the moments get bigger you know uh, you you mentioned the rory catnip there i'm not going to skip past it and i really <laughs> talks brooks versus bryson and all of that but i uh i was doing a morning show yesterday and i got posed very Ooh. interesting question to me i like this you brought up morikawa because i think he figures perfectly in this at the end of the 2020s like if mm. we are to give a golfer of the decade award like, Morikawa is right there. Like, if you want to talk about odds for that award if we were giving it out right now? It's like, dude already has a major. He's in contention here. It's like, you can make an argument for a lot of guys. You can make an argument that Speeth is going to find it. You could make an argument that you like Hovland the most still. Like, there, there's a lot of guys. But I feel like if you're picking a golfer for the next kind of eight-year run, Morikawa ha- has to be at the absolute kind of forefront of that list. Like I, like I, and I'm not, I'm not looking past Bryson. The thing with me is it's like that body's going to go one day and it might go in five years. It might go in 15, but it's going to go.
2: I think if I had, that's a great question. I love that. And I honestly think I would do John Rom if I was going to pick,
0: mm, if I was going like to pick,
2: that. I think Rombo is the guy. Uh, he's got the first major out of the way. And now I think he's like, I think we talked about it after he won it at, at uh Torrey Pines, but I, I think he's going to go on a little bit of a run here. Maybe a Brooks Kepka esque run where he gets, you know, four majors in the next three-year kind of thing. Like, he really is a real threat. He got over the hump with the first one. So I would go with Ron for that question, but I think Morikawa's right there. I think, like you said, Hovland is a great player. I don't know. I He seems like one of those, uh, not overhyped, but a guy that won't necessarily won't necessarily win as much as people think he should kind of guy you know what i'm talking about maybe in the elk of a Rick, the, ricky fowler the rich guy. man's
0: fee now that's what i'm kind yeah. of thinking of
2: so uh i i like i think the top three i would say would be morikawa uh rom and then maybe bryson for the for the top of the 2020s so uh i guess that's a perfect little segue there gunner if we want to boy bryson's out a week man
0: like, really? uh, I, I, uh, you, you were not here, uh, last week. So you've, oh, you've not, God. you've not got you to just comment. Had free reign. <laughs> you have not got to comment on Bryson in, in quite some time. So let's, let's, let's McKee, you know, we don't have to get into the whole caddy thing, but it has been, it's been a couple of weeks for for your boy. You are a D sham bro. Uh, <sighs> Please comment on any and all things you'd like to comment on, because I know there are some areas of the Bryson fandom where you're like, ah, I'm just gonna close my eyes and ignore that. So please, uh, whatever you'd like to say about your man Bryson DeChambeau, go. Okay,
2: so I'd like to start with him never being more relatable, with him coming off the course and saying that his (laughs) driver sucks, because when I bought a new driver at the start of the season, this um, I hold on, I I want to clarify.
0: This is an, this is not like, oh, ha ha. This, no, this, this actually happened <laughs> brand new from golf town. Saw it, texted me a picture from the parking lot. What you it you were so excited. Go ahead. Your story. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, uh, I bought a new driver at the start of the year. It sucked. Driver sucked. I'm not going to name the company. I'm not going to put them on, on uh, blast, but it sucked. And the, the reps from that company can come at me and say that it doesn't, but it did. And I uh, I was mad about it every round. I was woe was me about it every round. Gutter and, and Prime were sick about hearing about it. And you just, I couldn't hit it on the face. I couldn't hit it straight. Couldn't do anything with it. So it sucked. And Bryson having a terrible day where he couldn't drive the ball. He comes off and he looks at the camera. He's hot. He's mad. Like, you can tell that he's extremely mad. He hadn't hit any good drives. What did he hit? Three of 12? Three of
0: Four. Four of Four. Four. Two.
2: Four fourteen. So yeah, that like that's obviously not a great day, but he's not a guy that lives in a fairway anyway. He just wants the pure distance and worries about his lie after it. But it's not that's not the way you play at the open. That's just kinda that's kind of the opposite of what you want to do. So I understand his frustration, but I really think if there's one guy that can't go out and smash his uh, his his company, I think it's Bryson. Because is there a more demanding guy on earth when it comes to equipment? than Bryson DeChambeau.
0: You could, stop, his... you could stop it on earth. Like, I like, yeah, I don't think the... it stops with the equipment. Like, clearly, his no, like, caddy quit.
2: Yeah, he, two caddies quit. Like, within two weeks, like, <laughs> the, the Puma reps, like, nope, let's get some other, you know, sap on the bag for him. <laughs> so, I understand uh, how mad the guys from Cobra was. And I love, like, look, I'm a Bryson guy, but I loved that statement them being calling him an eight year old child and him being because it was his old caddy that did it, right? The one after Tim Tucker that did that. Yeah, well it was
0: the Cobra that was the Cobra rep who was caddying for him who made him So
2: I loved that statement. I love that back and forth. And I just think here's the thing Bryson actually made the cut, which is mind blowing to me. I really can't believe it. And I heard that you had a little bet on him missing the cut. And he uh, hit a birdie to make it on the number, which I'm sure you weren't thrilled about this guy needs a couple weeks off. After the Open, like, I think... Because he's not going to the Olympics, is he?
0: Yeah, he's... he's he infer- is going to, going to the Olympics. To the, which is... Which, uh, oh, for, boy. You can you can infer all the stuff you want here, which completely shocks me. I honestly am astonished he's going to the Olympics.
2: I don't know if that's a great idea uh, for him for a lot of reasons, but I guess that's going to happen. But I just feel like he's the type of guy that needs a couple weeks off. Maybe go down to the old swing layer and just bash balls to get yourself feeling better. Maybe find a full-time caddy. Because, look... We all know that he's going to be a dominant golfer. Not maybe like, dominant maybe not the right word, but he's going to be in contention at a lot of you know tournaments for the next 10 years. We don't think he's going to have a bad career. We don't think he's going to you know spiral off of this. But it just seems like a guy that needs to sit down and think about life for a few minutes because it's really, really unraveled on, here on him in a hurry. So just it, going there, back. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, like, you find this in every sport. There's just guys who it's just, and for some people it works for them. But there's just guys who are just – there's just always a lot of ruckus, a lot of noise. It's just loud. It's never quiet. Like, I think to a guy like – and we'll talk about him on Sportsnet today, I'm sure, at some point. Like, I think to a a guy like Marcus Stroman, even when it's going well, never quiet. Like, it's just always got to be hard. And again, Mm -hmm. if that works for you, like fine, it's your life, do whatever, especially in an individual sport, like do whatever works for you. But I just can't imagine that that isn't wearing on him. But I mean, time off, it's going to be tough because you got the Olympics and then you got the playoffs right after that. Mm -hmm. And then you have the Ryder Cup right after that. Like he's (sighs) going to be able to sneak away for weeks at a time. But like he's in this until through the end of September, pretty much like I think the Ryder Cup is just at the end of September, like it ends the 27th or something like that. So he's in this still for another two three full two full months of living like this. So I agree with you. He needs some time and he's gotta use this off season. Like they have this wraparound calendar now. It's like we should not see him until that tournament of champions in January or, yes. or late December, whenever it is. Like he needs to go away, away, away. away. So uh, and, Go ahead.
2: Well, I just was saying that we were talking with the driver, and then that brings me to, you know, Brooks, <laughs> who He's tried too hard, man. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not even, like, a Brooks hater. Like, I know because I like Bryson, I should hate Brooks. And it's like, you know, the, the very micro version of the old Tiger Phil thing. But I really don't hate Brooks. But come on, man. Like, we get it. Like, you're picking on him. We get it. Like, oh, yeah, I'm the cool guy. I'm the guy that gets, oh, I love my driver. I love my caddy. Like, it's just tiring. Like, I'm so sick of him going out there and saying all this stuff. Like, sure, I know you're trying to win that 40 mil. You're trying to be in the limelight. You're trying to be the guy that everyone looks at. But, man, it's just getting tiresome for me. And, look, he's getting a lot of people on Twitter. Everybody's backing him. Everyone loves him. Like, it's not like he's the only person that's enjoying it. He's getting a ton of engagement on this stuff. People are absolutely loving it. but from my perspective it just looks a little bit it looks a little pathetic in my mind. It's just he it will not stop.
0: I'm not quite there. I, I'm partially there with you. I don't think it's I don't think it looks pathetic or it's a little tiresome. I think I think that's fair. And I think you nailed it with the $40 million PIP purse or whatever, whatever you pip. want to call it. This, pip, PIP cheerio. It's a, it's a great name for it. Maybe we'll get into yeah. Tyrrell Hatton speaking of guys who uh, people, oh, people God. fall both, both kinds of ways on, but the idea, I honestly think it is Kepka And again, like oh, I forget about this. You forget about this. If you're listening to this show, you probably forget about this from time to time. It's like you now have seen the Brooks Kepka. Oh, I love my driver comment 10,000 times. And after the fifth you probably started rolling your eyes like okay yeah Mm -hmm. like I got it. But it's like I
2: rolled my eyes after the first
0: one. You rolled your eyes after the first. Okay. I rolled my eyes after the fifth time I saw it. And Mm -hmm. it's just for a guy like for guys like us who sit here and we're gonna I watch the first day of the open championship I was up doing night updates before I took a like three hour nap between like three and five AM or three and six AM woke up, rotted on my couch watching golf all day. Like it's like, there's nothing I, that goes on that I don't see. So yeah, it's going to be a little tiresome to somebody like me, but if you're just the guy who's just kind of oh, catch a couple minutes here, watch most of Sunday, I don't know that it kind of wears on you the same way. I, I agree. It's a little tiresome, but I also think here's the thing. If Bryson wants to keep, if, if he wants to stop this he has to stop laying out the bait like it's just like the the simplest way because here's the thing it's like what kepka's done yeah i've chuckled at it i've laughed but it's not like kepka is some like comedic tweaking chirping genius it's like bryson just keeps he's being just like playing like, off uh, here here you go i'm just gonna step That's on true. a rake feel free to laugh at me now, so it's he's, like he's i agree in the with alleys He's ooping That's the, the thing. alleys. So so Bryson needs to Bryson needs to kind of get out of his own way on that. But I, I'm with you. I think it's becoming a little tiresome. I'm nowhere near I'm nowhere near uh, as tired of it as you are. But I also I think what you what you said is true because you get kind of painted as this anti Kepka guy, and hmm. you don't really you don't really dislike him. You don't feel any I don't type really care way. about him. I don't
2: really think about him a lot. And I get painted
0: I get painted as this big anti Bryson guy. Now I am <clears> more <throat> anti Bryson than you are anti Kepka. But, like, I love watching – if I could just watch him play and I never knew anything about him, I'd love mm. him. It's great. Mm-hmm. Guy's swinging 100,000 miles. He's playing out of the rough. I saw him take a five-wood out of, like, thigh-high rough today. And guess what? It worked. He choked it up near the green. Like, I love watching it. It's just every time you find out something about him, I'm like, oh, I'm so out on this. And the thing is, is there's a lot of guys who I'd feel that way about on tour. But you know what? They keep it to themselves. And And this is the age-old thing of – Well, we want guys to say stuff. We want guys to Mm -hmm. say stuff. I'm not killing him for saying stuff. I just disagree with most of the stuff he says. Please, by all means, Bryson, uh, keep saying it. Uh, I I do want to talk about uh, Rory there. You laid out the cat. I should probably do it. This is is your – in terms of things you like to tweak, you know, if if I – in our relationship, if I'm the Bryson and you're the Brooks – there is no bigger version of me laying out the catnip for you than Rory McIlroy posting a great round on a Saturday while he's kind of out of contention. Or out of contention.
2: <laughs> I just, yeah, this is, you're right. This is just my Super Bowl. Because, look, he's just now, I, I think he's he's got a par putt coming up here uh, to stay at four under. But, yeah, like, this is just perfect for me. I can just chirp you about, he's a Saturday killer, and guess what, he'll probably shoot a 60, you know, six tomorrow, 67 get it to a top 10 and be like, Oh look, he was right on the leaderboard and never had a sniff. Just never had a sniff. And I, I thought that uh, a guy that I follow on Twitter, a great, a great golf Twitter. Um, I'm going to bring it up and I know how much you love it. Brennan Porath. Mm. He tweeted out, this is a spectacular tweet that I feel exactly the way about Rory. That is just perfectly said. And I've never been more jealous of a tweet showing a bunch of Rory right now. is like when the sub 500 Knicks or Cowboys teams get late season, national TV games. And then he tweeted out a, a picture of the par five scoring leaders. And he's obviously at number one. And then he says, Well, Troy, no one has thrown more fourth quarter touchdown and single digit losses than Dak over the last five years. It's just the perfect comparison where it's like it's just a legacy guy. He's a legacy guy that they know pay the bills and he never wins anything. And that's where it's at. I guess he won earlier this year. But yeah. that's where it's kind of at. I just, I, I really, really. Love the fact that he's become a guy that just they're showing for legacy. It's the, like the Tiger thing. How many tournaments do we watch, you know, when Tiger was going through rough spells where he's like plus five and, you know, the leaders are at minus six and they're like, well, here's Tiger for Birdie. And it's like, Probably shouldn't be showing this, you know. We could probably be looking at a a Louis U stays in pot over a Rory shot or whatever, but yeah, that was an extremely fun little uh, little quip for me. Thank you. for oh, letting Just me have
0: that. It, it's funny because you get so upset about them showing. Like I'm watching the I'm watching the telecast, and Rory McIlroy has been pretty much consistently up until now when he's opened up a nice little lead, at least one or two shots better than Bryson, and you're blowing me up. But oh, I gotta watch this guy play. They're oh, oh, they the okay. They haven't really
2: been showing Bryson that much.
0: See, I think this is a Rorschach test because I'm looking at the TV and I'm seeing them all the time. Like, I know I'm literally looking at Rory right now, but it's like, I feel <laughs> like I'm getting I feel like I'm getting a ton of Bryson. Like, this is the old like you, you, in my opinion, this is the old like you kind of see what you want. Does that's the TV, do, does the broadcast love Bryson? Like, of course, or sorry, does the broadcast love Rory? Of course, sure. they do. like he is the him and Jordan Spieth are the picturesque ideals of golf when they want to mm-hmm. sell the game. That's what they want but I, I it's just yeah, like that he is going to be a guy who's always going to get shown, and it, for the from the other side of it, it's just frustrating to me to see that it's so clearly there for him, like the game <clears throat> is so clearly there, and it's just something in those six inches between his brain, oh, and, yeah, you know there's been all of that I, He had a quote yesterday that I wish I had in front of me here that if i'll I'll paraphrase it for you, it was basically at, yeah, I want to win, but I don't need to win and it yeah. felt like a guy who was trying to. To me, it felt like a guy who was trying to sell himself on no, this is fine. I'm a family man now. I've got my majors. I have, I'll have more majors than any of the guys I end up going up against other than Kepka. I've got my four. I'd love to get more, but if I don't, it's fine. And it's just the second you start thoughts. To- I'll be those a top 10 killer thoughts.
2: for the rest of my life and just make gobs and gobs of money, and I don't need that killer instinct. The one he needs is the, is the Masters. That's the mm-hmm. one he needs. Like, he doesn't need any of the other ones. He needs the Masters, he needs the the,
0: career slam, and that's it. The most frustrating part about that, too, is that it's like, as long as he looks like this, we're going to be able to talk ourselves into it until he's, like, 40. Definitely. Like, there's at least another 10 years of just, like, Hey, he could still do it. Yeah, he's got the experience with the putter there. He knows all the breaks and it's just like we're gonna be able to talk ourselves like we see it all the time. When it's when it's Phil at the US Open, we just kind of forget about it because it's never gonna happen. Never gonna again. happen. He won a Kiowa so maybe we shouldn't have thought that way. But with McElroy, it's like it's gonna be there. It's gonna be teasing us uh forever. Should probably give a little love uh to the Canadians here uh before we <clears> step aside and have another another you know, we'll talk about a pair of great Canadians here and then a third great Canadian, Adam Stanley, will join us uh in just a couple of moments time mac hughes and Corey connors uh it was it was it was hughes who got off to the the better start i was a little surprised by that i just figured with the kind of like blustery windy conditions although it hasn't been that bad over there i figured this would have been a better setup for connors and then just the fact that it's hughes first open i I was a little surprised he uh he played as well as he did in his first open look
2: yeah but the putting plays anywhere in the world Mm -hmm. that's what it comes down to no matter where you go putting plays And Hughes is an elite putter. And I think, you know, I just love to see him because he had a little rough start heading into the U.S. Open. What did he miss? Six straight cuts or five straight cuts? battling. So he was battling. So I'm really, really happy for him to see him on the front page of the leaderboard for a couple majors in a row here. And maybe that can get him going into the FedEx Cup playoffs and he can get him a little hot so he can, you know, get back into that 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 high range of the guys because he had such a great year last year and you'd hate to see it sort of follow up and be a, a year where he where he doesn't necessarily follow up on last year's success but guess what cory's always gonna like i feel like cory's the most honestly one of the more consistent kind of guys out there you always know where he's going to be because that ball striking like i said about Matthews putting that ball striking there aren't a lot of courses on the world that aren't that are gonna be able to hold him he's kind of like you know like a slugger in in the major leagues there's not a lot of places that are going to be able to hold down Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with the way he hits the ball. And it's like Corey just stripes every single shot, every single shot he hits. So I I, I think that he's going to be – I don't think he's going to win it because I think he's a little bit too far back. But he'll be in the top top 10, top 20 by the, when it's all said and done. And you can say that for like – I feel like 85% of the tournaments he enters. He really has had a great year just consistency-wise, especially with the Florida swing. He was great at the Masters. And now he's uh, in the top twenty again at the at another open. So love seeing it, and uh, they're just doing us so proud. I'm just so proud. I'm so proud to see like how far Canadian golf has come, and we have guys that are just in the in the mix at all the tournaments every week. And uh, thrilled to see Mac Hughes as the top Canadian because he's my favorite.
0: Yeah, I know. Oh, uh, he. He is just so proud that he is still wearing that Leafs notebook in his back oh, pocket. Yeah, I yeah. can't believe it. Good, I, good still on haven't
2: him. Put a Leaf, I still haven't put a Leafs hat on my head since they lost to Montreal. So. Uh,
0: can't confirm as well. Also, uh, no, you know what? I'll save that story for Sportsnet today. A little That's Leafs gone. halves ribbing. Uh, we'll, we'll do that later. Uh, again, our, our buddy Adam Stanley going to join us. Of course, you're listening to the golf show. Brent Gunning, Sam McKee, Sportsnet 590, The Fan, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver, and SN960, The Fan in Calgary. We'll have Adam Stanley with us, kick around a little more things on the Open, also talk about golf on the west coast of our beautiful country here. Can't wait to do that. Adam Stanley's next on The Golf Show.
2: Why you always in the mood, like a As promised,
0: Greg Dunning, Sam McKee on The Golf Show. We just talked about a couple of our favorite Canadians. Mac Hughes, Corey Connors. A, you know, another favorite Canadian of ours. A Canadian golf content beast who's been exploring this great nation i'm sure enjoying some wonderful wine at all of his stops and definitely guess he missed toronto swing, on his tour and, and guess and definitely swinging the sticks when he's out there and yes skipping toronto on his tour because uh, let's be honest uh, the scenery uh, probably better in some other places <laughs> uh, in this wonderful country our buddy adam stanley joins us now stanley how's it going bud
1: it's going great. What's up, guys? I've missed you. I feel like we haven't chatted in a while. Probably my fault, but uh, I'm glad to be here this morning. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah. Uh, when are you gonna come to Toronto, bud? We're, yeah, you miss us <laughs> so bad. Prove it.
1: <laughs> I think I got I got August penciled into the old schedule, so I, hopefully I'll be back uh, next month and we can uh, put a tee in the ground somewhere. It'll be fun.
2: If we don't, I will be insanely offended. So, just know that,
1: okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Better change that from nope. pen to pencil. Or from no, pencil to pen. no pressure? We'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah, no pressure. No kidding. I've only barely been on for 30 seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Sam McKee has Sam been ditching me. Uh, he hasn't played golf with me in like three weeks. I don't want to hear it from him about pressuring people.
1: you too busy playing disc golf.
0: Play disc golf, a lot, of, a lot of beverages in Kelowna, if I'm, if I'm going to tell on my friend oh, oh, okay. yeah. A lot of pops, a okay. lot of orange Honestly, crushes. Guys, Go ahead. Let's just do gonna... it. You know what, Stanley? We're going to talk about the Open. You were just out west. So was McKee. We've yeah. got a big, beautiful golf country out there. I'm going to kind of clear out. I would just like you two to discuss your kind of wonderful golfing adventures in the, uh, the left part of this country.
2: Yeah, I'll start, Stanley. Have you been to Kelowna to play? Yeah, once. So I was there just for, uh, I guess, six days, and I got to play a couple courses. I played Predator Ridge, uh, which I think the uh, Predator course, and then I played The Rise, which is a, a Freddie Couples design course in uh, Vernon, B.C., and it's just a completely different thing out there, man. Just the, the, the mountain, you know, sort of the, the Okanagan Valley, the, the the ups, the downs, the views, it's just a completely different game, and I was I was blown away by it. I saw you were playing some un- unbelievable golf out there too. Like, what what was your favorite spot to play? So that one in Victoria looked amazing.
1: Yeah. So we so it's it's interesting that we in Canada have access to all of these places, and all of these places include you know Cabot and the golf on PEI, and then our kind of parkland style courses that we have here. And then I went to Canmore and Kananaskis and we've got these mountainous, stunning golf courses like the Banff Springs and Silvertip and Stewart Creek. And then you keep going further West and you've got the, the combination of sort of natural forest plus mountains, plus oceans, you know, like in, in Kelowna, you know, those golf courses, I played tower ranch and Gallagher's Canyon when I was out there uh, along with the ones that you had mentioned as well. And then further West, yeah, I was I was on Victoria. I was on Van- Vancouver Island in Victoria. So basically, what I'm doing this summer is I'm actually shooting a new golf and travel Canadian golf and travel uh, content series, which is to come out in the fall. So I've got one more spot left, and we're going to Quebec City next week. Uh, but Victoria was mind blowing, absolutely amazing. I can't say enough good things about uh, the island, the people. Uh, the golf, the weather, like it was, it was stunning. So yeah, the bear mountain resort where uh, team Canada golf Canada has their uh, national junior program is based out of there. Um, I don't know. There's, there's not enough words to, to describe how, how amazing it was. So yeah, I think the interesting thing, if I can put a bow on golf in Canada as a whole, is that, you know, we as a, as a country of golfers, you know, get super anxious and excited and eager to explore sort of planet golf, but, here in this country, we have enough really, really yes, good forces all across the nation uh, to keep people engaged and interested um, for a really long time. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely blessed in this country with, with all the golfing options that we have. Well, and that's exactly
0: it. Like, it's, it's not whatever, like, where. I, I guess you don't have the kind of tropical resort golf if that's what you're looking for but outside of that like kind of whatever you want you can go out and find it in Canada like I'm going to presume there's some deserty coast or courses out in the badlands obviously you guys have talked about the mountains the sea the beautiful parklands like I, I, it's just that's the thing that I keep coming back to and I'm kind of slapping myself on the wrist here because I've got to get out like I, I have been I'm a strictly Ontario golfer in this country and boy oh boy that that's got to change <laughs> lastly I'll just put a on it by saying I'm so happy you're getting out to Quebec because when I think of golf in this country I feel like that and the prairies are kind of the, the two places that I just kind of gloss over. I, of course, think of the Maritimes and all the wonderful golf out there. And it's, just, it's great you're getting out there because, of course, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, be, uh, we'll have one of Canada's best courses on display with the President's Cup uh, Royal Montreal. Oh, yeah. So it's nice that you're, you're getting out to Quebec. Uh, I guess we should probably talk about the, uh, the Open Championship uh, a little bit here. Uh, you know, Sure. Last, last major Last major of the season. <laughs> might as well. Might as well get into it. Uh, the, the thing I, I kind of let off the show with the thought today is Louis in kind of quickly the new Brooks Kepka? Like, yeah. <laughs> eh, who knows where he'll be on any given PGA Tour week, but oh boy, it's a major and there's a big, big trophy and a big, big checkup for grabs. And all of a sudden, boy, oh boy, there's Louis at the top. And not say Kepka's gone away because he's always flirting around too, but it, it feels like Ustazen's got to take in that role for at least the last kind of year.
1: Yeah, Louis Oosthuizen is playing in the 3M Open next week on the PGA Tour in Blaine, Minnesota, and he's like 70% of the way down the field list <laughs> when, you're, when you're like scrolling through to see, oh, who's teeing up in Minnesota after the British Open this week? Well, it turns out Louis Oosthuizen is, and you would have just like never thought of it, and he just manages to, to make a habit of showing up in the top of the leaderboard at major championships you know I wrote this in my piece last night like this dude has six career runner-up finishes at majors and two of them have come in a row this season so it's it's pretty mind-blowing that he hasn't won more but like winning's hard and I think that he proved that uh, coming down the stretch at the U.S. Open when you know the guy with the sweetest swing on tour like just absolutely yanks one so far left off the tee on seventeen can't find it, has to reload. And then on 18, he basically does the same thing. So for somebody who is, you know, seemingly as locked in as Louis Oostezen is, um, you know, he still has those little demons. And I think the fact that he hasn't won more majors is probably starting to to eat away at him ever so slightly. And the crazy thing was Kyle Porter from CBS tweeted about this before the the tournament. Like, you know, this dude's like 12 shots away from winning seven majors. Like, isn't that nuts? Like, conceptually, when you think about his performance at the highest level of the sport consistently over the last decade, like, he's, you know, 12 shots away from winning seven major championships. So, yeah, I mean, to answer your question specifically, he's Brooks-esque because he keeps showing up at majors. But, you know, the big difference is, of course, Brooks has won four of them.
2: Yeah. So, I I was just saying, off the top, when we were talking about it, I don't necessarily I wouldn't necessarily call him one of the sexiest names but just because of how dominant he's been in these in these majors getting to the top of them he really has become that in the past couple of years for me and I don't know if I can watch him choke away another one Adam like I really don't know if I can do it because like I'm really now rooting for him and I before I would definitely be rooting against him maybe having you know some sexier names at the top of the leaderboard I'd be rooting for a Speeth or a Morikawa or a DJ or a Romp. But now he's in this position again. Like I can't see him finish solo second again. Like I really need him to get this one done for me. Okay? Do you think that's a yeah. fair thing to ask? Because it's just it's too much with these with these or
0: or blow up today. He could blow up today. I know he could take it away for yeah.
2: you. Yeah, but like it's just it's too much. The guy deserves one. He's been too good. He like he really he is, deserves yeah. one here.
1: He, yeah. He all those all those points are 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 totally fair. And I think like he he's the perfect combination of golf right now. Like he he's putting better than almost anyone at the tournament. His ball striking is better than almost anyone at the tournament. And he's hit like 98% of his fairway. So he's very clearly striping it. And I think that the, the weather has done, him, uh, you know, some solids, like we've got totally undeniably benign conditions all week long. and, And that's why we've got such low scores. But I mean, I guess there are unignorable chasers behind him. And the key is that, they're going to have to get off to good starts, but there's a razor thin line between knowing you have to get off to a good start and like pressing and a golf course like this with all the quirks and the humps and the bumps. Like if you start pressing, like you're going to get screwed basically. So I can see why someone like Jordan fee, someone like Colin Morikawa, you know, they know exactly what they need to do today because they are starting two and three shots back respectively. But the line between knowing exactly what you need to do to chase and press is going to be so thin and, and we may see you know some really good golf and some really poor golf, uh, and then who knows what may happen from some of the the farther back chasers obviously it 's out there right now, Gunner, I know you 're looking at Rory, I know you 've seen him oh, okay. five on their first, first nine holes, and, uh, and it 's just broken our hearts collectively, but I think that proves that a score is out there from the chasing pack. However, Louis has been playing so good that he may be posting, you know, a four or five under today, and it's that's the end of that, basically.
2: Well, you the margin for error, basically, is getting stuck in one of those, you know, fairway bunkers or greenside bunkers. I feel like that's, like, the real, uh, it's, like, a real way to kind of bring him back. He has to shoot backwards out of it. He gets a bad bounce off the green. Like, I feel like it can happen fast with that, but, like, the weather thing kind of sucks, right? To have it be not rainy, to have it be not insanely blustery. It doesn't necessarily feel like... I saw rigs from Barstow. Tweet. It looks like Cabo out there. Where's the rain? And I was like, it's it's true. Like, it just, it just looks pleasant. And I never want to watch the Open, especially after having last year with no Open, and I missed it so badly, to go in here and have it be, like, sunny the entire time. That's not what I signed up for, Adam.
1: No, I think it's it's, it's pouring in Toronto today, is it not? We could just transplant yeah. the Open over, over here and have them, have no, them figure true. it out.
2: Yeah, it's but, been raining for uh, a I, week here.
1: Yeah, I... So I I agree with you. I think that missing the Open last year has just gotten us viewers to be more inspired to want to have this traditional blustery, rainy. You guys figure out the elements. We're gonna sit in our sweatpants with our coffee and watch it all unfold. And we haven't. And we really haven't gotten it's
0: that, the reverse. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. So it's you know I I agree. It's definitely a bummer, but I mean it's still. Still a major, still the Open, still great to have it back, still great to have kind of the uniqueness of this golf tournament. Uh, and, hey, you know, the, the Canadian contingent continues to to have some success uh, at the biggest stage in, in the sport as well, which is, which is great to see.
0: Love to see the Canadians doing well. And it, it is funny, though, about the weather and the way we react to it. When the weather doesn't kick up and the Open looks like this, we go, oh, man, Mother Nature just did the RNA so dirty how how dare they screw with their beautiful major that they had ready for us and if anything goes wrong with the us open we're like oh the usga guys always screwing everything up like it just feels like they get so much more rope over there it's like oh well what what could they possibly have done and i i'm not saying you should be hammering the rna by any means but it's just so funny that if this was a us open that looked like this and felt like this there would be blood in the streets people would be rioting like it would just be it would be the reaction would be so yeah. much different than we see now
1: the, the the rope comment is a good one uh because you, you think about some of these lynx style golf courses links golf courses that uh go through you know a, a european drought through the summer and they are absolutely roasted brown like full-on crank the toaster up to 10 hold it down for 10 minutes and you've just got this crispy golf course and everyone over here is like, Oh, that looks fabulous. Please more of this. <laughs> and if the, uh, if the U S open has a blade of grass out of place, they're like, well, the USGA, what are they doing? What are they doing? Tough scene. So yeah, it's, um, when the uniqueness of the open championship is taken away ever so slightly with just pleasant weather, uh, it kind of makes it seem not, uh, not the same, which is too bad, but it is nice. To have the It's nice to see that yellow
2: again. leaderboard, the yellow oh, leaderboard and the, the, the graphics. It just gets me fired
0: up. I have to say oh. quickly. One more thing. That's very nice. I feel like I've seen this before, but I can't remember it. I definitely haven't seen it as much. I don't know if you guys have noticed this on the broadcast. They've been doing the thing where when the guy is standing in the rough or in the fescue, they have like a picture of what his lie looks yeah. like behind beside him. Is he, that just one uh, Patrick Reed should be worried about that. And two, <laughs> what a great <laughs> broadcast feature that is. Honestly, like it's just something that I feel like we never get. I don't know if it's no. a sky sports thing, but it's yeah. just another the great little theme. wrinkle of the open. Yeah. And, and how
1: about the, the official uh, open championship, social media accounts, absolutely flexing on Bryson with the, uh, with the, Brooklyn how about Catholic that? Eh, a graphics.
2: <laughs> yeah. Great. Oh, great. Everyone else gets to pick on Bryson.
0: Yeah, great. Oh, we have
2: to... I I feel bad for the guy. Honestly, I know we didn't really talk about it Adam, but like it's been a bad couple of weeks. I think he needs a break. Him at the Olympics seems like it's going to be a bad thing. Like, I don't know. This guy needs some time off.
1: I think he needs to I think he needs a break. I think he he's bringing on a lot of it himself, which is Scores. a tough thing, but then but then it's like, man, if you just shut up for a little bit, like yeah. we may we may forget about you until you come back for the playoffs win two of three and then hoist the tour championship like yes. all will be fine like i think the crazy thing is that we we tend to forget that this dude is really 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 good at golf and he is doing things with the game that nobody in the history of the game has ever done uh and yet he keeps shooting himself in the foot by opening his mouth it's like dude just relax
2: and I, something tells me he won't win a lot of open championships in his career
0: uh it's just I don't hunch
1: think out. So. <laughs> just i not so either <laughs>
0: Oh man, it was uh, it was lots of fun. I'm sure we'll do it plenty more times. And a- as you heard, you have to get here to play golf with us in August, yeah. or Sam McKee is ending the friendship. Apparently, oh, yeah. so, uh, that- that's no threat, more radio I mean. hits. <laughs> yeah, that's a threat. Uh, Stanley, thanks so much, man. Always, always appreciate getting you on. Okay, thanks, but... no problem. Take care. There he goes, Adam Stanley, Toronto Star golf content, pretty much everywhere. Just yell yell golf. If you have a smart speaker, <laughs> just scream golf at it, and either us or Adam Stanley will uh, will show up.
2: And I have to say that. I loved it during the time, you know. Every Adam Stanley tweet was like, "Is golf back?" But I'm glad that era is over. You know, when I was just like waiting, I had like his tweets on for like I had a notifications for his tweets, and it'd be like, oh! and then he's like actually just tweeting about the LPGA like diligently, and I'm like, ah, oh, Adam, like stop being Bruh. so diligent about that. <laughs> no. But no, uh, I, man, I love that guy. That guy.
0: I've never I've never felt more proud than at that first many moons ago oppressor, uh, Mr. Premier. The mm. game of golf. Oh, it was great. I uh, I loved it. Always love uh, having Adam on there. Uh, man, it it is funny though with the way we react to the weather and stuff. Like at the Open, it's like because it's it seems like that's been the general consensus of the talk of just ah, oh, it's just disappointing, man. Boy, just a bummer. But if this was the U.S. Open, we'd be getting on them to brown out the greens and make everything super oh, tough. I and... did this to Tory. I was like, yeah, it's you too did easy. The exact thing. I was like, it's too easy. But I but I said that about
2: this too. I said this is too easy too. But I was all over Torrey Pines about being – it should not have been a major like a major venue. I love it for the farmers in January or whatever, beautiful scenery when I'm sitting on my couch in the snow, but it's not a, a U.S. Open venue. And then you look at this, and it's like – this. Sh- it just – it looks like the Open because it's Lynx Golf, but I need those gray skies. I need guys in, like, their wetsuits, and they're wearing mm-hmm. the gloves, and their hats are almost blowing off. That's what I get accustomed to. Like, I'm looking at this scenic right now over top of Royal St. George's, and it does look like Cabo. It's like, wow, this is the nicest place on earth. I want to go to the beach there. That's not what you want to feel about the open. You want to be mad about the weather. So, anyways, uh, we can stop the weather talk with Sam McKee. All I hey, care about. No, no, it's,
0: it's valid here, though, because it <laughs> okay, actually okay. affects uh, the sport we're supposed to be talking about. Uh, we'll, we'll keep doing it. Golf show, uh, Sam McKee and Brent Gunning. Got a couple things to kick around. Uh, let you know what's happened this morning at the open and maybe set up the final day. Also, mm-hmm. Sam McKee's made a putting change. Uh-oh. We got to oh, talk boy. about that, too. Uh, golf show. Brent Gunning and Sam McKee continues next. break Cutting, Sam McKee here with you for a couple more minutes before we don't go anywhere. We have Sportsnet today for you. Coming up next at 9 to noon. Lots to kick around, obviously. We'll have the Jays. Uh, big story there. Lots of moves coming in the NHL over the next uh, couple of hours, I would imagine so. But got to dive back into the Open Championship here. Uh, obviously, everybody's trying to hunt down Louis who today. Uh, for your viewing pleasure, not often I promote something that's not on Sportsnet, but I see the little video icon and featured group. Side mackenzie hughes on the mm. open website which means you'll be able to get all of your mac action there the little mac action no not wednesday night mac football <laughs> but mackenzie hughes at the open championship uh, he'll be available on the website there obviously you should be uh, watching lovely sportsnet programming and listening to sportsnet five of the fam but if you needed a second screen experience uh you, sh- you should look at that there uh mckee i teased it before the break mm. you-, you made a little putting change now you're you're a good putter but mm. you're also mercurial with your grips. You're you're changing it up all over the place. You're, you're left hand low. You're clawing. You've never arm locked. Ala Will's torus. At least I don't think that's yeah. We don't. <laughs> that's even, gonna make me
2: putt like him. I never will do it.
0: <laughs> we will not talk about him missing that 18 inch putt uh, and then we'll withdrawing from the tournament. We'll just leave that one alone. So McKee, are you currently clawing or no clawing?
2: No, so I clawed for the first. I played at an unbelievable course yesterday that my great uncle Don is a member of, at Lookout Point down near Niagara, and it's I think the number seventy seven ranked course in the country according to Score Golf Magazine, and it's one of the more unique courses I've ever played. The greens were tough; they're fast, and I was missing a lot of putts on the low side. I was pulling everything, and I was starting to think, you know, maybe this is maybe this is my just terrible putting stroke. Maybe this is my bad hands, or maybe it's the claw. It's got to be the claw.
0: So I just went back it to not Why would it be you? If, if Bryson be has me. taught you anything, why would it be you? you got to get Bryson's you know, putter, the sick putter.
2: I'm like R. I'm like, R.A. Dickie out there. It couldn't be, it couldn't be me. It's the knuckleball. It's just too unpredictable. <laughs> Some so, mercurial creature. Oh, oh. So then I, I switched back for maybe the last three holes. I switched back to just the old home, the, the – I guess I'm doing the grip, what it would look like. I got my index on my right hand and my pinky – on my left You're hand a lefty.
0: we should clarify
2: yeah and I got the two thumbs down the down the shaft and boy oh boy felt like an old like an old uh, like grandma's cooking like I was just like oh I'm back baby it felt like grandma Glenora's uh, chicken soup I'm home like I just felt like it felt so good didn't I wasn't dropping any pots the greens were incredibly hard but just the fact that it felt so good and I'm getting gonna gonna maybe get back to Lakeview next week and go without the claw. I'm ready to go again. I shot an 86 yesterday. Played pretty well on the tough course. So, um, yeah, I'm back, baby. See you later, Claw. Until I start missing putts with the other one, then I'll switch back. So there we there go. There
0: we go. Uh, love to hear it. Love to see it. Lastly, one thing else I'd like to see: uh, this German, mm. Marcus Siem, uh rocking oh, the man bun at the old Championship. Man. Get a hat on, you buddy. Get a You're hat get on your bird. Yeah, honestly, think of the sun. Think of what would Joel Damon do? He's out there with a bucket hat because he had cancer. Think of him. Get your bucket hat on. All right, uh, that's Sam McKee. I'm Brent Gunning. Golf show's always fun. We'll be back next Saturday kicking around an Open Championship winner. And next up, hey, more of us in Sportsnet today.